Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, it's Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello, Trevor. It's been a while. No, it hasn't. (laughs) It's been the normal amount of time. It's been a while since I've had Canadian Club, and I've already finished my drink. We're both drinking, drinking up tonight. Uh, so it's going to be a fun one. And what are we doing tonight, Trevor? Well, I've set phases to random phrase. Ooh. So okay. we're doing set random phrases. Up. Yes. Set phrases <laughs> to random phrase. Uh, yeah. I thought, let's fuck it. Let's just do random, a uh, ramped up click pitch mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So ramped up click pitch is a game where we each have a random phrase generator and on the count of three two one click we're going to get an adjective and a noun and just put them together and see what happens see what sort of game design we can come out of that like is it going to be vr is it going to be horror and i'm kind of thinking that it's nearly halloween so yes it should be horror Ooh, maybe because this should actually come out around Halloween if everything goes well with the 300 yes. episode. And- <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll actually it'll come out on Halloween, I believe. Yes, Monday the 31st. Um, good. This is our Halloween episode. It is It is done. Yes. Uh, three, two, one, click. Cool. Crawling... Royal. Shaping parentheses. <laughs> parentheses. That's a shit word for a game. That's all right. We'll work, we'll work with it. Shaping. Okay. I mean, I'm definitely getting some sort of monarchistic body horror vibe. Maybe the maybe this is a, maybe in the title of our game we use parentheses. <laughs> Parentheses, it's like zombie, horror. zombie king. Parentheses, the last rites of King Harold. I don't know. Uh, I'm just trying to get parentheses out of the way so it's not on our mind for the rest of the game. We can we can do whatever the fuck we want because our I fucking know. game crawling. It's our I love podcast. that crawling is good. I've definitely just got the idea of like. Some shape-shifting creature crawling through a throne room. Okay, you play the shape-shifter. Ooh, okay. Like, so you get to, you get to, you know, Hitman-esque, but... Oh, okay. And maybe you're working your way up to, the th- like, the throne hmm. to take the throne from this kingdom. Replace I, just, I really the like the idea of, like, a stealth assassin game, but you're literally creeping along the ceiling and like mm, mm. and you know you see someone and you can literally shape change into them murder them and you just you're now them like but but it only lasts for a certain amount of time yeah and before you start essentially kind of melting back into your like goo form yes and so there's you're having to body hop you know at fairly regular intervals yeah. Um, and if you are too far gone, then you have you have to be better with the stealth parts because otherwise it would be obvious that um, something's wrong. What was that moving in the corner? It might be the blob. 
It might be that guard over there. The guard that wasn't, <laughs> it might that be literally that blobby guard over there. <laughs> that literally just wasn't standing there, but now he's kind of blobby <laughs> and guardy. <laughs> I just, I like the imagery of, like, someone walking around and then, like, their hand just, like, plops off and turns into ooze on the ground, basically. Yeah. And they have to, you know... And if, as long as nobody was watching them, it's fine. Although people might wonder about it or slip on it. <laughs> Maybe you can use it as a mechanic. Like, you can purposefully, like, pull off a part of yourself. It'll make you more obviously, like, not the person you were shape-shifting into. But you can have someone, like, a guard slip on it and fall downstairs. Yeah. Okay. So, what I like about this game so far is that, you know, it's got some comedy parts. It's got body horror, which is one of my favorite types of types of horrors, just because of how oh. fucked up it is. But- I just, sorry, I just had an image of, of someone, like, you've, you've shapeshifted into, like, someone in a suit of armor or, like, at least a helmet. But they're going goopy and they lead forward and their face just, like, their face just starts, like, Slides melting off. out of the yeah. front of it. Like, melt, like, out of the holes in the helmet, right? Like, oh, gooping no, out. No, I thought, I thought, like, the the whole, even the helmet would, would elongate because that, to me, seems a little bit more uncanny valley. And again- That's cool, too. Although, I, it was more about just the- the goops coming out of the helmet. But, yeah. yeah. It depends. I mean, did you, did you hide as goop in the, um- in the in the suit of armor in the hallway <laughs> maybe maybe um okay so graphics wise i'm thinking cuz we've been playing a lot of fortnite lately i'm loving uh-huh. that that cute colorful sort of thing with just a bunch of like i suppose because it's also got the chrome blob now oh that's what's okay yeah, I definitely wasn't thinking that. I feel like you lose your kind of horror. Oh, no. But it's like, it is full on 19, 1980s The Blob with, like, if you if you see The Blob up close, you actually see, like, the floating skeletons and shit in it. Like, <laughs> okay. it is fucking gross. Like. Right. But it's so colourful. Is there, is there an... Uh, uh, there's a good juxtaposition. Um, is there an aspect of like managing your mass as well then? Yeah. Like you swallow someone, you're now, you have more mass. Yes. You have to shapeshift into a larger person until you, you know, use some of these techniques where you're like leaving parts of your blobbiness behind. And, and maybe you're leaving that part of your blobbiness behind as a trap. Like, mm. Oh, traps from your own body is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Like someone, someone, uh, you know, steps in, steps in, in you know the puddle of blob. You know, their foot starts melting straight away into it, and mm. you know, mm. but you gotta be very careful because they can scream, but they can cause also a distraction, so you can like consume the king. <laughs> yes, consume the king. That's the bra- that's what's in brackets in the title. Consume the king. A boy in his blob. Consume the king. <laughs> boy in his blob. What, um, what are you vulnerable to? Was it fire or ice that the actual blob was was cold, wasn't it? Yeah, it was cold. Yeah. I feel like in this, it's maybe both, though. I feel like you're flammable to a degree. Hmm. A song of fire and ice. Yeah. Seems a blob familiar, of fire so. and ice. Blob of fire and ice. Game of blobs. 
Blob of Thrones. Like, we're already doing the Thrones. <laughs> Consume the king. <laughs> a Blob of Thrones, a Blob of Fire. We put too many blobs in here now. Consume the king. Um, cool. A Blob of Blob and Blob. Um, conf- blobby Blob Blob. Brackets. <laughs> consume blob, the Blob. blob. Blobby Blob. Consume, consume the Blob. All right, three, two, one, quick. <laughs> bread. Depressing duck. <laughs> Seriously? We got bread and duck? Oh, my God. Okay, this is fun. I don't know how we are horror ex- other than, like, existential, existential horror <laughs> <laughs> about your own existence. Um, it, it's was, literally, was, was, it's was so depressing. depressing duck? <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's not depressed. He's depressing other people. Like, oh, these people come to feed this duck, and they're just like, oh, this fucking duck's getting me down. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Why is this duck so like shit? It's just making me depressed. Yeah, sad duck. He's real. Wait, is the duck sad, or is it just like he's depressing? Like he mediocre he literally- to the point, like disappointing. Um, I think it's just. I know. It's just a vibe that you get off him that he's just... <laughs> just a vibe. <laughs> just the vibe of it. Uh, is, this a, is this a bit like um, Goose Game when you play this duck and you're just going around depressing people in different environments? It could be. Or it could just literally be that, you know, he lives in a lake. People come to feed him bread. And that's the start of the game. And your whole I mean, if idea you do, is- If you're already depressed and you just eat bread, which I totally get, doesn't help. No. Just just makes you bloated. Yep. So is this sort of the story set around this, like, lakeside and with different characters coming and maybe? Yeah, and no one expects the duck to be the murderer. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I guess we are trying to do horror- I mean, I'm 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 going I'm going to take it there that it's basically this this unassuming duck, yeah, is actually you know it's like a psychic murderer. Yeah, it 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 like causes people to want to take their own life. Pretty much, but it's th- it's through like, and again, I don't know why why do I always want to be playing the monster rather than playing the um <laughs> playing the people. <laughs> There's just something about it, like, you know, what can you actually um, put into these people's brains to make them well, maybe, want to throw maybe them, want playing, to drown themselves in the pool? In the maybe pond. you're not playing the duck, though. After all, maybe you're just kind of almost a you're an omnipotent or a, a omnipresent uh, viewer, uh, observer of this. Um, so you don't actually play a character as such. Um, and you're watching these sort of scenes, these relationships play out. Maybe you're making choices of dialogue or something, or maybe you are just controlling. Maybe you are, okay, maybe you are just controlling the duck, but it's just about where you are. Like, you're just picking up bread, floating around, but as you play, you figure out, oh, the closer you are to a particular person, the more depressed and self-hating they're, dialogue options get <laughs> so so it's it's more it's almost just like a branching narrative 
Mm -hmm. that you discover some control over as you play. Ooh, there is something there is something to it in in the fact that if you just leave it be and you're you're a duck just going swimming around picking up the bread, nothing really happens happens. Yeah, when- it just it just it's just a normal conversation in that case. It's only when you kind of get close or or pick up like you know they're throwing some bread closer to them, and so if you go to get that, maybe like there's maybe certain um, dialogue that's triggered by you doing something. And then I think that's the first part of the game. The later part of the game is that, I don't know, maybe the duck is getting some sort of perverse joy out of this. So he, the duck starts. Every night the duck goes down, goes goes back to their du- a duck spouse and tells them about their day. <laughs> that conversation gets darker and darker every time. <laughs> but the first time it's like. Oh, someone drowned themselves in the lake today. Well, they're just after feeding you bread. It's like, oh my god, you know, are you okay? That's so horrible. Yeah, it was really hard. And then, like, the I, fifth I didn't. Time it I, happens, did, I couldn't like, swallow my bread. I did it again. Then I did. Like, and then this time, I may have nibbled on his ear for a little bit. <laughs> Tasted good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. Um. Yeah. I do like the idea of the horror duck. The suicide thing is is dark. Is and a bit on the dark side. A little bit too dark for us. Maybe. Um, I wonder if there's just you lure them in somehow to eat their face because it's, yeah, it's- and, then, and then it's the gore. Then it's like the over the top kind of goriness of like yeah, yes, yeah. you start consuming the uh, the people. Yeah. Uh, so just get rid of the depressing part but it's more the the duck itself is i do still like the idea though of having some effect on the dialogue depending on just your mundane duck life <laughs> at least to begin with three two one click yeah unavailable social crude void Ooh. There's something about void that just, you know what I never understood in houses? And I'm just, I'm going to talk about this. Like, a house that has, like, a void, like, as yeah. in a section. That's sort of multiple stories. It's multiple a stories. Room, basically. And then, for some reason, this single room, it doesn't have floor above it. Like, yeah. that room really should have floor above it. Now, the reason why, in some of these houses, why they don't want to actually build the floor out is because there is actually like an interdimensional space in that void it's just you normally can't get to it okay all right i've got some ideas around that i also want to bring up my first thought which was a dating app like a tinder sort of vibe uh, Ooh, and just you, the you- horror <laughs> opportunities around that. But, but wait, because I like your idea that I don't think it's intentional that these vo- that this that houses are built with these voids there. It's almost a instinct- it, yeah, instinctual it's, it's a, thing. It's an unconscious decision from the builders yes, to go- That we can't actually fill this space. I, th- You know what? Oh, the architect goes, you know what would look good here? A void. Like, literally, we just- yeah. You can look up and you see a balcony and it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's kind of nice. Ooh. But you yourself, you know, I, I like the idea of you you bring your dates back to back to your house. Mm. And 
this date that comes back goes, this this is weird. What's this space just this weird for? like one spot? <laughs> yeah, they they they're going. Oh, oh, you know what it is like. You're in the. You you take him back to the back to the bedroom. Okay. And they lay down on the bed and they look up and there's literally a void and balcony all around and they just go, what? What, what the fuck is <laughs> that? It's like, like nothing's holding it up. No, no, as in, you know, the room above, because it's a two-story place, the room okay. above, for some reason, has a has a void right above the bed. Oh, I see. And there's back. So it looks like it's like a viewing platform. It's like a viewing platform. <laughs> and they go, what the fuck, dude? And it's like, no, it's just a void. It's, it's fine. It's a void. Like The house has how, a void. Houses, houses have voids. Houses have voids. And you've never seen it on a plan? And- it's like, yeah, I have, but this is fucked up, dude. Like, do do people watch? It's like, no, no, there's no one else here. No, like, people don't watch. And it's like, in fact, I don't even know how to get up to that balcony. Ooh, yeah, I've never really, never really thought about it. Like, thought about it before. Actually, now they say it, I've never been up there, never seen anyone up there. In fact, most of the time, I don't really think about it. And, and then. You remember seeing in the very first, like, the opening shot of the of the, the house. There wasn't a second story. All right, Doctor. Um, <laughs> literally just watched that episode uh, with James Corden. Yeah, weirdly. that that is weird. No, if that, I wasn't thinking about that, but yes, now I'm. No, I, I knew you probably weren't initially, but it immediately reminded there's, me. Of there's that something happening, about so. like. Being able to put it together about, oh, no, there wasn't a second story to this place. And, like, we haven't seen any stairs up or anything like that. Do do you play the Tinder date? Like, the, the person who's come into the house, like... Yeah, maybe. Uh, so, I'll just take a step backwards and we don't have to... We don't have to pivot, but um, just to sort of describe what was on my mind. I was actually thinking that... Some sort of Ghostbusters-y thing where, like, people are going into different houses and the void is, like, that's always the source of, like, paranormal activity or something. Hmm. And that maybe you're, like, using the dating app to find- either either they're trying to find you or it's a dating app. It's not actually- it's a dating app for, like, finding paranormal investigators. Uh, <laughs> or it's just that you're using that to- um, like, you're just looking in the background of all of the photos yeah. of boys in people's houses. But anyway, no, that's fine. Um, we won't do that. I, I do I do like the idea of, like, this is the first void that you've ever seen. And when you actually clear this void out, like, you realise that- Oh, that that leads you then to- Yeah. And then you, you realise, oh, you know, I have, a, I have an uncanny ability that no one else seems to be questioning these things. Hmm. So you're you take it upon yourself. So you yourself. start going through real estate listings and looking at the house plans. Not just real estate listings, but you may go through Tinder and you go, "Oh, this this person took a photo in their bathroom, and their bathroom has a void. Their bathroom has a void above the toilet, <laughs> just like a little balcony. And it's and it's so like it doesn't necessarily have to be balconies. Just just the fact no, no, that it's, it's like it just opens up above just. It, it opens up above to a to an unnaturally high ceiling that <laughs> right. it it's like cathedral level high you know it's 
there, there can be sometimes some gothic architecture and that sort of stuff, and people and people literally not not calling it out, but like you could you could make some of these like really fucked up, like yeah, that could be cool. I like that uncanny vibe of like uncanny architecture, essentially. This like I love the idea of you see it when you first walk in and it looks normal until as you get to a certain point, then you know the void starts to appear and like. And almost become this this huge unnatural position. Mm. And if you go off out from under its influence and you don't see it anymore, and it's like, oh, there's oh, just something. You could do some interesting effects there. Yeah, yeah. We could take it down into into like a, a darker sort of some sort of infestation or or something like mm. that. That is that you've now got to clear out and. Yeah, almost. I almost like it as a kind of a, but like a, a, almost like a puzzle game version of Ghostbusters, where yeah, you have to figure out. Oh, well, I can see the void from this direction. So knowing that, you have to like either find your way up there because you can't actually just get up there. There's not no. like you said. There's no stairs or whatever. But if you get into the ceiling to, you know, through through. The outside, whatever, eaves and, and climb a ladder to where that void is. If you are looking at it from the inside, then, you know, you get, you can like shut it down in some way or like. Yeah. Or you get a ladder and you go up into it from underneath. Right. And it just takes you essentially like through a dimensional window and, and of now, sorts. Now you're in, now you're in like. A whole nother level in of the, the the palace. It, it's like the a it's a whole dimensional level. palace. It's a whole nother level to the house that doesn't physically exist. That you could, you know, maybe have to <laughs> right. maybe have to actually find something in there. And it's like the first couple that you go through, you just you're literally finding pieces to a map or something like that. Mm. Like, or I wonder if like the person has said they think like their bedroom is haunted, right? But that's not where the void is. The void is out in the kitchen. But you go up into the void and across, like, through the architecture of this other upper level to above where the bedroom is. And it's like, oh, that's where you're going to find a ghost who is has been banging around up there. You know, that, that all of the sort of poltergeisty type stuff is, is ghosts in this other... What if it these, wasn't these sort of what if it wasn't of the house? a ghost? What if it was a previous occupant of the house that isn't that was oh, trapped they up got there? Trapped up there. Okay, so you're saving people from the void. Sometimes you're saving, but then what trapped them? Mm. Mm. And that's the question that you should have been asking all along because that shadow that you've sort of maybe been seeing out of the corner. You've corner of your eye that you thought was just a graphical artifact just a gra- <laughs> graphical artifact that that looked like a shitty shader it wasn't a <laughs> shitty shader <laughs> it was on purpose there was shader artifacts <laughs> okay now i just love the idea of using graphical glitches to eventually actually be part of the game like you've seen you see like zed fighting on a, on a wall or something it's like, oh, this is a shittily built level. Oh, no, that's on purpose. That's like a haunted wall. It's actually two walls. It's actually the, two, you're seeing two walls. You're the dimension. Y- you, are, you are literally seeing right now into the palace. Yeah. And I love the idea that it's called the palace. Like, 
it's yeah. it's all just different floors of this one overarching this one building in this other dimension. Building. Like the, the, yeah. it's the only building in this dimension. If you look out the window of the palace, it's just you more just building. See yeah, labyrinth. Well, maybe you see a labyrinth. Okay, I was going to say it's just like endless nothingness. It just feels like this one super tall building is just in this. I tell you what. Empty desert. The movie by Vincenzo Natale, Nothing, which we have both seen. Um, oh, yeah. You cannot it's find com- that like anywhere because- Comedy. Try to find a movie called Nothing and good good fucking luck because- oh, You must be able to just look for Nothing, like t- 2002 or whatever it was. God damn, that was a good film. I fucking I'm love sure, that film. I'm fa- yeah, I, I having these images of it now. They're like trapped in a house and there's nothing around. Yeah, them, and, or something and, like and, that. Yeah, and basically they were originally under a free under a freeway and people coming That's to try right. and clear out the house and then they wished them away. And yeah. they and then it's just they're like experimenting. Wish, it was with like all wish this. the world would just disappear and it's like they, yeah. it's just their house thing. And <laughs> fuck, no, I want to watch that again. Goddamn, it was a fucking good film. Um, there you go, 2003. I was close. Oh yeah, you found were. it. But Canadian it, philosophical comedy drama. Yeah, and it's got uh, what's his name from Stargate oh, Atlantis. David Hewlett. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was in everything that he he did basically <laughs> at that time. <laughs> they were good yeah. friends from um, university, from what I remember. Oh, because he did Cube. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I di- I digress. Uh, the palace. Um, the the graphical artifacts that turn out to be like. I know. I, I think you can just call it like the entity or something like that. Like, doesn't necessarily have to have a name. Doesn't have to have a an, a purpose necessarily. Mm. But it's like you're literally going up against this this thing. And ooh, I I like the idea oh, that it's you, the king. It's the zombie king. <laughs> you've you've been searching high and low everywhere, only to realize that you've got a void in your own house. And you just didn't didn't think about it, like. Or do you have? Is it one of these things? My where closet like, even- has incredibly high ceilings. <laughs> I like that idea. Then, yeah, because I was going to say, is it one of those things where like you have little sections in your own little apartment, you know, in between, yeah, so that the player gets used to it, just as the the geometry that it is, the space that it is, and yeah, maybe there are like little. Zed fighting and all this. No, emotion. well, not not even that. I just think like, maybe there are references to like, oh yeah, but it's got a lot of closet space, like, <laughs> or something like that. And then finally, you open the closet and it goes on, like it's a, <laughs> and it goes on just like it's like meters and meters and it's meters. Like it's like the line that which the wardrobe is like, yeah, the, you hadn't even questioned it, but for, for this time, oh, shit. the void actually goes backwards. It doesn't go high. Like it's just you. you you yeah. part, you part the um, you part the the coats, the or coats, something, yeah. and it's just it's further, like it goes in, yeah. And it's when you go when you when you realize, oh, I've really got to. <laughs> I'm just imagining they go. I've really got to clear out this closet, and they take all the coats, and it's like, oh, it's a lot deeper than I remember. <laughs> There's more coats in here than what I seem to remember. Where did I put my hockey gear? I swear I put it in here. <laughs> I was going a bit further, it seems. And yeah. just the idea of when you live in a place, you just you just don't question it. Like it's yeah, just a quirk of the building. Got, it's, all, it's all little quirks. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's fun. I reckon. Let's do one more. Oh, there's just something about that. I'm. I kind of like the idea. I of do that. like the idea of sort of uncanny geometry in that way. 
or like yeah space i mean i i keep on coming back to uh one of my favorite games of all time um anti-chamber Mm. Yeah, I never really played that. Oh, but I, I, I know it. the gist of it. Yeah, I I put so many fucking hours into that game. All right, three, two, one, click. Condemning tip. Hunted example. Ooh, you you're on a you're going through on a trip through U- the United States and you forgot to leave a tip, and now you're being and now hunted, you're being hunted, and condemned. For the okay, for the fact that so they can make an example of you exactly, put you up on. Oh, it's a place that like they've got a wall of shame. Yeah, but it's literally mounted heads. Like it's. <laughs> well, I I think I was going to say that you see it when you eat there initially. Yes. So and it's just pictures. It's pictures of the of people that but have, they do that, look that very have, that have put their head head through this. Like they've they've got this. Like <laughs> head head sort of like why would they do it um, because because it's, it's the wall of shame though. and it's like it's a thing for for this place but it's it's actually they've got a room dedicated to all these heads that have been hung that um that fake plaque that they've got that you could stick your head through and get your photo taken that's um, it's a guillotine well yeah that's actually kind of cool it is a guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not sure how the logistics work out of not letting people know that this is a thing, but I like the idea of that, yes, they are, like, killing and mounting people's heads for tipping badly in this, like, diner or something, or, like... Or is it, like, a fancy restaurant? Ooh, there's something something about, like, it's the swankiest restaurant in town. Yeah. And they still underpay their their waiters and, like, tips and shit. Yeah. And of course, the meals are fucking expensive, right? You know, you 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 had uh, with your family because I, I I like the fact that this is a family family trip. You know, you come in, you and your wife have had had like a had like well, a bottle I was of gonna wine. Say as well, are you are you Aussies? Like, are you from a country that doesn't tip, and that's yeah. why you don't know the etiquette? Yeah, and. You know, you can have just a little thing down the bottom of, of like, the menu that says, you know, 10, 10% tip would be greatly appreciated or something something like that. Probably 20% if you're actually going realistic. Mm. Yeah. 10% minimum. And it's like, I, I just, I love the idea that maybe the service isn't perfect. Like, it's not great. Like, coming from, as an Australian, like, if... I get exceptional service. I will. I will sometimes give a tip. Yeah, it is very unusual here. It is very unusual to give tips, but if if literally they made the night like they they did amazing work with getting yeah. the food out to me, I will you know leave some money in in the tip jar if they've if they've got one for, because it's yeah. like the 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 um, chef did ama- amazing work like the. All this sort of stuff, great food. I will happily give a tip, but if yeah. if I've got a waiter who's totally fucking up my meal, and you know I had to send it back three times, you know, just to get what I actually ordered, you know, it may cost a a, a shitload, but I'm not going to tip for that. Like if they've fucked up my order, yeah. 
Yeah, and look, that I mean, not to get into the whole tipping yeah, culture, and, and it's know. not actually just culture; it's like a necessity thing in the in states. The states yep. Yeah, I mean the, the the benefit here in Australia is our minimum wage is actually our minimum wage is getting is close to at livable. least closer closer to, to livable. <laughs> and, I mean, and the I, fact I, that we have I didn't award say rates livable, and different things, closer. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but anyway, back to the game. Yes, I like this idea that it starts and you're eating in this restaurant or maybe it's like at the end of the meal and you sort of see it play out and maybe, you know, you get to participate in some of the actions and things. Your kid sticks his head through the through the plaque and you take a funny photo of like, oh, right. all this sort yep. of stuff and you see the wall of shame and you go, oh, what's this about? And it's like, oh, the... These are the people that are no longer welcome at the restaurants. And it's like, oh, mm. okay. So you humiliate them a bit. And it's like, yeah, they know what they did. And, you know. Right. So it doesn't make it clear. Yeah. Do you get a moment where, like, they bring out the FPOS machine for you to pay and it comes up because they don't obviously usually do it here in Australia, but. There is actually a thing there. There's for- a thing in there for like you, you, you. It's got the amount, and you or click, and it's like, what, what is your percent you, tip? You don't even do the percent tip. It's one of these old machines that actually printed out, and you've got to write it manually on the thing what you no, actually. Yeah, tip. My, my point was going to be that even if you try to do it, your character is just like, what? No, that's ridiculous. Like we don't, we don't tip in Australia. That's a stupid custom or something. No, nah, wasn't it? Wasn't exceptional service. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, better pay your employees that. better, you know. I'm much better than you. Okay, and then um, I'm thinking one child, wife. Yeah, um, sure. Now you're looking for a motel. Right. Like, um, you you ask, uh, where's the nearest motel? And they say, oh, go down this road. Like, and they literally send you down some back road. Oh, I like the idea that maybe you go to a motel first and they're about to ring you up. And then you see them, like, look at the screen and they look at your kid and they're like, oh, no, we can't serve you. And you, like, have to move on. And, like, it turns out that the photo of your kid with the wall of shame has been, like, shared around all the local businesses. Oh, that's- And it's like- (laughs) Oh, it's just- That's so fucking creepy. Yeah. And so, you, you don't- You eventually find a place that, like- doesn't have internet access or something. So, you know, they haven't got the latest copy of all the, the photos of sh- the Wall of Shame. So, they don't know that you or can't no, stay there. That, they knew that this is the place that you'll end up at. Oh, right. Okay. It's intentional. Yeah. yeah. And it's a psycho thing of you're at the yeah, motel. Yeah, now they're hunting you in the night, basically, like creepy shit happening. All through, through like, tunnels and shit in the motel. Oh, God. Kind of like- every- You should have tipped 25%. And the whole thing is that if you get caught, you know, they, um, it's one of those things of you get taken back to the, um, take it back to the restaurant. Like- <laughs> It's like, now I'm going to take 25% of you. <laughs> <laughs> Takes off one arm. <laughs> one arm and half your, I don't know. Or a leg or whatever. I know. I, just, I, I like the idea that maybe it's not, maybe it's not till closer to the end that- you know, nothing you can do. You you actually get caught and yeah. um, you get taken back there. And, and they just hand you the bill again. Do it right this time. <laughs> they give you one chance. And, like, your wife is actually in the, um, in the, in the plate thing. Oh, God. 
if you do it, so you, if you do it wrong, it's just like it drops. Yeah, and and then they and put a flash it in front goes of off, again. just as right, and it's like it, it'd just be a shock moment of what oh, the yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah, um, that is creepy as all fuck. That's and I, gruesome. I love the idea. Just, um, I can almost see you know. Um, not hyper-realistic graphics, but, you know, just... No, but just a not, like... An indie 3D. Yeah. 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 Not PS1 era, it's not... No, no, no. I'm trying to think of comparative... It's not super low-poly, it's just, you know... Yeah. (laughs) Someone got access to, um, to the make-human. The meta-human? Meta-human, Or something, Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even that's too realistic. Yeah, I think sometimes those are hyper realistic. I think. Oh, I th- oh, I I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, but even still, yeah. Well, I think like slightly stylized, but not over the top. And yeah, I'm trying to think of comparative games, but I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. But yeah, I think we know what we mean. Um, that's really cool. That is what a cool way to end this with a hyper creepy game. Yeah. All right, that is it for this episode. If you would like to find all of our other episodes online, go to podjazer.com slash bitstorm and check them all out. If you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is called Mount Defiance, off of the uncontainment value by the band Kuradust. You can find it on Bandcamp, just don't spend money especially not over six hundred dollars because it turns out that if you spend over six hundred dollars on on band camp in a year you have to pay u.s federal tax taxes so fuck what? that it's a new thing that band camp introduced oh, so god bureaucracy oh it's not good um that's right so thank you again for joining us this week on bitstorm i'm ben slinger i'm travis scott and i'm the blob blah <laughs> <laughs> blub. Blub.